You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I feel like who art Ed? Try to spice it. Mr. Woodhart and me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. And before I get started on this week's Fun Fact Friday, um, I did want to make a quick announcement. I have noticed that the majority of my listeners seem to appreciate this podcast via Spotify. And Spotify has recently made some changes allowing listeners to rate their shows. So I would ask if you enjoy this show, please Follow, rate, and review on Spotify or wherever you're listening. And if you're listening and don't enjoy the show, I don't know why you're listening, but please give it a good review anyways and confuse your enemies. Now, for this week's Fun Fact Friday, I wanted to talk about Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec and his painting at the Moulin Rouge. Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec was associated with the Moulin Rouge since it first opened in 1891. He was captivated by the unique spirit of the club where people of all walks of life would mingle and enjoy the festivities. Of course, it probably also helped that the nightclub's owner bought Lautrec's equestrian painting to hang in the foyer. That painting was one of Toulouse-Lautrec's many works depicting the circus with the exciting composition showing the performers in action. It seems fitting for the Moulin Rouge, which was known for its active performances and circus-like atmosphere. In addition to being the birthplace of the high-energy Can-Can dance, the Moulin Rouge boasted some other wild innovations, including building a dance floor for patrons to enjoy dancing along as the spirit moved them. There was even an elephant on the premises in the garden. Needless to say, the owners knew how to throw quite a party and attracted a lot of attention. Situated at the bottom of a hill in Mortemart, the Moulin Rouge was in a neighborhood in Paris that was fashionable, but still sort of on the outskirts in a somewhat rural area at the time. It was a spot where a diverse crowd could all enjoy champagne-filled parties as famous dancers performed. It was in this unusual setting, with an unusually diverse crowd, that Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec felt at home and found his people. In some ways, every great work of art is a portrait of the artist, as it reveals quite a bit about the creator's interests and priorities. This piece is somewhat more autobiographical than most, as the artist himself makes a cameo appearance in the background. 
Behind the central table, we see a short man walking with a tall man. The shorter figure is Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec, who suffered from some sort of medical ailment, and as a result, he stood about 4 foot 8 inches tall and walked with a limp. The taller figure walking with him was his cousin and doctor. We see gathered around the table a group of Lautrec's friends from the nightclub. Starting in the right-hand corner, we see the writer Edouard Dujardin, the dancer La Macarona, two photographers Paul Sacal and Maurice Gilbert, and finally the focal point of the group, a figure situated with her back to the viewer but a shock of red hair that would be unmistakable to so many in that scene at the turn of the century. It was Jane Avril, a famous dancer. And of course, I feel like I should apologize for, I'm sure, mispronouncing every single one of those names. Looking at this picture, there are so many odd details. Many of my students laugh at the pig-nosed woman with the eerie green coloration. That was another dancer, apparently seated at another table and lit from underneath with a gas lamp. That face looking out directly at the viewer was so off-putting that at one point, Toulouse-Lautrec or his art dealer apparently cropped her out of the picture, removing a portion of the canvas to make it more appealing to potential buyers. It was reattached in the early 20th century before it went on display at the Art Institute of Chicago. Another strange thing in this picture, though, is the bar slicing through the composition. I would say that's probably even more strange and impactful than the eerie face on the other side. The bottom right quadrant of this canvas is taken up by a wooden bar top cutting through at a 45 degree angle. This has a few functions. It creates a line for the eye to follow, but it also creates an odd tension. Because the countertop is so empty, it's a flat and smooth surface that provides a contrast to the more active scene of the patrons at the club. There's an asymmetrical balance that creates a bit of unease as the composition feels in some ways unsustainable. I think this actually perfectly captures the mood of the club, as it was an oddball space where a diverse group came together to have fun, but that mixing of so many different people put everyone a little bit out of their element. It stirs emotions, and whether this is uncomfortable or invigorating lies largely in the eye of the beholder. The cropping of this piece also gives the composition the feel of a snapshot. Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec abandoned many of the conventions of traditional composition and allowed figures to run off the edges of the canvas. There's too much happening for everything to be seen, but the artist does give us a glimpse at what he valued most as he put his circle of friends seated at the middle for us all to appreciate the interaction of different types of artists supporting each other and learning from each other. Wherever you are right now, I hope you are seated with your circle of friends, with your people, supporting each other and learning from each other and having the best party ever. That and an elephant. I hope you have an elephant in your garden because that just seems rad. Although probably not so much for the elephant. I'm guessing the elephant would rather be somewhere else. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted? If you found this tolerable, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week in the show notes on Twitter at WoodArtEd and the website whoartedpodcast.com. 
podcast done.